Hello, and welcome to the Pacific Northwest Showdown podcast. We are your hosts, Michaela and Kate. Yeah. Hi. This is it's episode 17 of the Pacific Northwest Showdown. I don't really have any witty age-related comment, though, for 17. I feel like it's that time where you're like, now you can drive, but like you can't vote. So like, what's the big you're deal? You're kind of an awkward in-between. Yeah, you're like a junior, so you're like, ah, uh, you know. <laughs> Maybe a different sounding, ah, but yeah, depends on your experience. Either they, ah, or like, uh, one of the two. It's probably the second, knowing probably. how high school juniors are these <laughs> days. They're all stressed out. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? This this week has been a whole lot of fun. Yes. And it's been very busy for us both, which is why we're recording on a Friday night. Yes. It is how we're ending our week, and we're really excited, excited about it. So, uh, Kate, guess who gets to start the process of designing and scheduling tattoo appointments for a Seattle sports sleeve tattoo? Gosh, I don't know. I wonder who it could be. (laughs) Is it you? This girl. (laughs) So uh, this last weekend, I put out a tweet because lots of you might not know that there might be a very special segment at the very, very end of our show. Yeah. So you need to listen. All the way through. But we did talk about it last week and then we put a tweet we out did. there. We did. Last weekend. Did. And I said, if I get 1,000 retweets, I will get a Seattle sports tattoo on my left arm. And guess what? You all did it. Oh my gosh. It was 1,000 retweets. There's- it was impressive. I got to say. I mean, I figured it would happen. I just didn't figure it would happen as soon as it happened. Did it? It took like. Just over 24 hours, I think, to get a thousand retweets. Gosh, something like that. It was not very long at all. I was just you like, guys well, are awesome. all right. <laughs> it's so cool. I'm genuinely really excited about this. And yes. uh, for those of you who don't know, I do have a half sleeve on my right arm. So I'm not, true. this isn't something that I've never embarked on before. I know what I'm getting myself She's into. She's not like a tattoo newbie being like, I'm going to go full sleeve. <laughs> and it's going to be a process, right? It takes, if you want a good artist. Oh yeah, good quality and- for sure you want to get work done like that it will take time because you need to spend good money on it you want it to look good and i want it to be a realistic tattoo so that's a specialized artist for that it could also take time to get in right because they're typically booked out for quite a while so i will keep you all updated on that journey i will continue to talk about it and be excited about it and share that process because that's not one sitting for me Oh my gosh, no. It's not one sitting for me. It's hard for me to sit longer than two and a half to three hours. That was probably five or six years ago at this point. Well, sure. So we'll see how much pain I can take these even days. Still a full sleeve. I don't expect it will take a while. I want to be able to do. No, no. If you could do that in a full setting, especially what you've got sketched out, like, I don't know what kind of thing you're going to, but that's no, you need to go to. Yeah, it's going to take a long So it's going to be a journey. That. I will share as I get portions of the sleeve complete. I'm not going to, there's no possible way for me to hide that long. What's getting done on my arm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, uh, looking forward to it. Thank you for supporting, getting those retweets out there. Yeah. Sharing our podcast. Yeah. You guys are amazing. It was fun to see how many people were so supportive and like the connection to the community and everything. We really love the the interaction with all of you. So that was a really fun way to get more connection. You know, I did put out there tonight. Um, Oh, I haven't checked anything lately. I put out there tonight, a tweet to Marshawn Lynch because (gasps) I have a plan of having him (laughs) be him being tattooed on my body of when he uh, did the the beast quake crotch nut grab. (laughs) And 
I tweeted at him saying, hey, if I get this image tattooed on my Seattle sports sleeve, will you tattoo your autograph next to it? Oh, dang. And then I continued on saying, I will get this tattooed on my sleeve anyways, but I would really enjoy your autograph. That is amazing. So holy cow. Who okay. knows? Well, let's see if we can get Marshawn Lynch to tattoo his autograph on my Seattle sports sleeve. That would be. Yes, that would like make my life. Kate's like, let me be there for that. I mean, yes, I would need to be there for that for sure. All right. Well, can you share with us this week's wow. Pacific Northwest athlete quote of the week? Of course I can. Of course I can. So Seattle storm legend Sue Bird's announcement of hashtag one more year included a video that started out with this quote, whether I retire tomorrow or in 20 years, I just want to get as much out as I can. But with that, I have an understanding that basketball's not mm. forever. So a source from AP Sports said that Seattle Storm got fined for its tweets about Sue Bird coming back to play one more year in the league. And this is because Sue Bird is a free, free agent, agent this mm -hmm. year and teams are not set to talk with players about signing until February 1st. So and you know what? Like good. We can, it's well worth the fine. Yeah. Get a fine. Put that out there. Yes. Look, she has been with the storm since the beginning. I mean, and I am so excited that we have these tickets for this season. Oh my gosh. 100%. And I'm, I'm so hoping that, you know, there's not some weird twist coming up, but I don't think there would be. I think it's, I think there's it's not going to be a twist. I think it's just, she's fine, in it. So yeah, I'm super excited about it. And we're going to talk more about the storm coming up next in the, the showdown, showdown lowdown. All right. It is time for the showdown lowdown showdown lowdown. Ooh. Okay. I don't know. I just, I, you know, I just, it's, it's just a spur of the moment thing. So, Oh, okay. You know, okay. I didn't plan that. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think about it ahead of time. I just go with my gut in the moment when it's happening. Remember what that time you did Roman's old man voice? Oh my gosh. Showdown, lowdown. Showdown, lowdown. Like creepy old man. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try not to do that again. Our, Sorry. Our uh, showdown lowdown segment is our Pacific Northwest sports news and updates. What's happening around the different Seattle sports yeah. leagues. And there is a lot. There's so much happening right to now. To cover in the off season for so many of these teams. Yes. So bear with us. We're going to go through it and we're really excited to share all this news from all of the Seattle sports teams with you. We're going to start with the Seattle storm as we kind of led onto with the Pacific Northwest athlete yes. of the week. Whoop, whoop. It has officially been announced that the goat, the legend Sue bird will be back with the storm for the 2022 season. Yeah. Kate and I had caught a glimpse before the announcement that her name reappeared on the 2022 roster on the Storm's website about a week earlier. And I have to give credit to Kate on this one because she's the one that actually noticed it because she had realized that when she looked at the roster for the 2021 season a little bit earlier, that she wasn't on it anymore. Yeah. They so, had, like, cleaned out the roster. There weren't that many people on it. Kudos to Kate for recognizing that. It's also interesting considering, again, that whole Hashtag fine. Hashtag learning sports. Yes. But that fine that, mm -hmm. you know, AP Sports reported that. Yeah. <laughs> the well, you know. storm were fined for 
announcing that or being a part of, you know, tweeting that whole one I mean, one hey, year. maybe they just assumed too. Maybe they weren't trying to like, you know, say maybe, maybe they, they were, were celebrating maybe they for were her. Congratulating her. That's maybe what it was. It was like a celebrating thing. Yes. So she'll be playing again, we're assuming, but she's gonna be playing at Climate Pledge this season, the Stormer back in the arena. Yes. And it's going to be fun to watch. Yes. And, you know, as free agency is set to begin for the WNBA on February 1st, all eyes are on free agents Brianna Stewart and Jewel Lloyd to see if they come back to the Storm in 2022. Now, Brianna Stewart has said that she would like to come back to play for the Storm. Yeah. But Lloyd's future seems a little bit more uncertain. Okay. Now, it was announced today, January 14th, however that the Storm have extended a core qualifying offer to Jewel Lloyd. Oh. And a core qualifying offer is a contract that a player's previous team offers to the player in order to ensure negotiation restrictions apply to the player. Okay. So I did a little bit more digging because I wanted to understand a little yeah. bit more what that meant. That and so per sports writer Danny Barlavi, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, um, the core designation or core rule allows WNBA teams to mark one of their unrestricted free agents as a member of the team's, quote, core, or to designate that team, that free agent as a player who is integral to the team's success, play style, identity, and brand. That makes sense. Yeah. So a free agent designated using the core rule effectively has their, quote, unrestricted status revoked giving their team exclusive rights to negotiate a new contract with them. Oh, okay. So any player given the core designation is automatically offered a one-year Supermax offer per oh. the terms of the WNBA's collective bargaining agreement. Okay. Through the player and the team. Uh, though the player and the team is, of course, free to negotiate a long-term contract instead if both parties see fit. Okay. Now, a core designated player has the right to veto any trades she's involved in before signing her new contract after being cored. Oh, okay. So this gives okay. the core player some degree of control over where she ends up in the event of a, quote, breakup between her and the team. So that's nice because it protects that player. Yeah, that's interesting. And getting, the, getting a say, you know, you think about the NFL and the no trade clause, like if it's waived, it the player that had that no trade clause gets to kind of determine if they're going to be traded to a team. Sure. So this kind of sounds something similar. Okay. Man, free agency is always a fun time of year for any sports fan. At least yeah. for me, I've really gotten into the off season because of the moves and trades and things that happen. Yes. And so seeing, you know, which teams acquire different players and who they retain is exciting and it's totally nerve wracking you know, for the fans to watch unfold. Yeah. And it's like, you, you get a better sense of, I mean, as we're learning the sports, you know, potentially you get a better sense of kind of like who the people are and kind of what they're all about and, you know, how badly their teams want to hang on to them or do they not. And it's a really interesting time to kind of see all of that stuff. So, um, but speaking of, you know, players and all of that Off season, yeah, exactly. Acquisitions. Let's, Let's head over to the Sounders on this. So, so far, Sounders forward uh, Raul Ridas um, and the Sounders have still not finalized a contract extension for past this coming 2022 season. So at this point, the Sounders did pick up the 2022 contract option, and it seems that they're expecting him to show up at training camp to play. But it sounds like Riaz was not happy with some of the negotiations. Mm -hmm. 
and it may be up in the air if he's around past the 2022 season. So his first four years were apparently like a pretty good bargain for the Sounders, considering how great of a player he is. So it's not really surprising that he is, you know, wanting to be paid more to continue on with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully more clarity will come on this topic pretty soon. And sure, you know, the, the MLS super draft took place uh, this past this, you know, this week and, the Sounders secured two new players, oh. uh, both from the Seattle area. So, and and apologies in advance if I do not pronounce these names correctly. But um, Akil Robin, who is originally from France, had was drafted from the University of Washington at the forty third pick, and Hal um, Uderitz, who is from Snohomish, was drafted Very from cool. Seattle University at the seventy sixth pick. So. Originally, the Sounders went in with the 20th pick, but it was traded for $75,000 in allocation money and the 43rd pick to the New York Red Bulls. Can we just pause and say there's a team named the Red Bulls? Like, I I feel like that's amazing. Anyway, um, (laughs) Dylan Tevez was uh, from the University of Washington also, and he has signed a homegrown contract with the Sounders having played for four years in the Sounders Academy before going on to UW. And Tevis is originally from the is from Hawaii, and he's actually the second player from the Academy to sign a first-team homegrown contract. Wow. So, fun fact, he is also the only player in NCAA history to have back-to-back NCAA tournament hat tricks. So there's also exciting news. Man, it just keeps getting better. I tell you what. There's so much news so much and acquisitions so much amongst like more teams. Wait till yes. we get to the rain. Yes. So there's also exciting news for Seattle Sounder fans as the Sounders have signed a top-tier attacking midfielder in the MLS, Albert Rusnak. And Rusnak is coming off his best season. He finished in um, eighth in the league with assists, uh, 7.2 fourth in shot creating actions uh, 149 there and 10th in goal creating actions with 16 so he bolsters the depth adds versatility and strengthens the sounders ability to compete for the mls cup so it's just some really exciting things happening some great additions um to the sounders team and they're getting going they're getting practices up and running yeah, and training and- camp started I think this, this week. week. Yep. Um, so yeah, they're. I'm ready. excited to watch them this next season because I think it was really it was a, oh, it was a tough so end to close. their season. They started off really strong. It was a really tough ending yes. to their season. They, you know, I think it was six consecutive losses before they got to their playoff, and and then they lost in the shootout. In it the playoffs was it was like, towards MLS Cup, and it was like so painful to watch that it was so close and just like it was the longest game i think i've ever watched in my life it was so long and not in a rude way but like it just the the getting so close and then nothing and then getting the and then and then you're like oh and then ah and then it's like a roller coaster it was a roller coaster and then um, yeah anyways we don't need to rehash that we've hashed that out you know that week that that all happened so let's move on to the ol rain yes and so before we dive into the news for the rain, mm-hmm. we want to say happy birthday to midfielder Jess Fishlock. Happy birthday, Jess. Happy birthday, Jess. It is her birthday today. The 14th. The 14th. Yes. So, yes, exciting. Happy birthday. And as I kind of led on to when we were talking about the Sounders, there are moves being made by the OL Rain as well. So, 
The OL Reign have been making moves this week with player personnel, signing okay. forward Veronica Lotsko to a two-year deal with a one-year option. And okay. the Reign require, acquired her rights from the Houston Dash on yeah. January 13th. So that was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And Coach Laura Harvey said she has proven to make an impact in this league, and she is excited for what she has to offer. So cool. In addition to Lotsko, sorry if I'm saying that name wrong, but the Reign have obtained the rights to defender Alyssa Mollinson from the North Carolina Courage in exchange for midfielder Frankie Tagliaferri. And uh, Mollinson was selected by the Courage in the 2021 NWSL draft with the 20th overall pick. Okay. So, you know, some great acquisitions here. Looking forward to seeing what the rain does. They had a, they yeah. had a strong finish. Granted, they didn't. You know, come through in the end there. As that they was were a working. close one. It was like in all playoffs. the Seattle teams this the year. The Seattle was, teams. It it's been close. a rough. It's been it's been rough. But Let's blame COVID. Okay. Let's just blame COVID. <laughs> we'll blame COVID. Why not? So a really exciting thing with OL Rain that I want to share, and Kate doesn't know that maybe we're gonna go do this this weekend because. Oh yes, I was actually hoping we would. Actually, we're I gonna saw do. It too. We're gonna do it this weekend. Yes. So the OL Rain have a fun opportunity for fans to potentially win four VIP tickets to their home opener or to win an OL Rain jersey. So yes. all you need to do is post a pic at their wall in the Soto District, 1st Avenue South and South Walker Street, and then tag the OL Rain on social media and add the hashtag, hashtag OL Rain Lumen, <laughs> and post before 129, so January 29th. Yeah. You need to, you know, make this a little fun adventure that would be fun for you, your friends, or your family. Yeah. And again... You know, I think we're going to make a little trip to the Soto District this weekend. You know, that is a really great idea. And you know what? Honestly, like, I'm just throwing this out there. If you go to the Soto District, you can also get on the light rail from there and go up to, like, the Northgate Station. And then you can go see the Kraken Community Iceplex. So, like, you could make it, like, a whole you could Seattle sports adventure. adventure situation. Um, and I don't know. I'm just putting that out there because that's also pretty great. And speaking of the Kraken, I mean... Gosh, after several postponed games, the Kraken played on Monday night against the Colorado Avalanche. And this game was great from the start with both teams scoring early in the first period. But the Kraken were, you know, they were leading at the end of the second period. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, they just, they couldn't hold on. And with a much debated final goal from the Avalanche, um, that whole thing was, Twitter was not pleased, I think. <laughs> um, but... The final score was uh, Kraken 3 and Avalanche 4. So they also had games against the Dallas Stars and the St. Louis Blues this week, losing both games. I mean, some of the same sort of things. They continue to struggle on defense and not giving up goals right after they score. Um, they did, however, score a few goals on power plays, which is great to see. That was a thing that was having they were having trouble with earlier on in the and season. And they seem to be finding some and success this week that's on that. that's getting a little bit better, so that's helpful for sure. Um, you know, those are the type of moments when the Kraken need to know how to take advantage of the opportunity that they have um, with that advantage on the ice to score. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that being said, it's been a rough week with the Kraken having only 10 wins so far in their inaugural season. Um, it's been a really tough season for them it has. to get started. COVID, the injuries that happened, to, you know, the delays Tana. and the postponements. I mean, I think, and it's also, I mean, it's a brand new team and they're trying to find their, you know, footings and trying to get all of that together. And um, I think people coming off of 
all of the COVID stuff too. It just, it makes it hard. I mean, it just, I can imagine it would be a lot more difficult than let's say that the way that the, the Knights uh, started, the Vegas Knights started theirs when they had their inaugural season, but I believe in them. We're going to, we're going to stick with our faith in the Kraken. They're going to, they're going to prove themselves. So, you know, their next games are coming up on Saturday, the 15th against Los Angeles Kings and also Monday, the 17th against the Chicago Blackhawks and that is, of course, if those games don't get delayed or postponed. Yeah. Um, the other day when I counted, if I counted correctly, 104 NHL games have been postponed. And when I looked at that time, um, only six had actually had dates to be rescheduled. So I'm not really sure. That is so many games. I haven't seen info on a plan yet for how they're going to make up those games or if they're going to make up those games. But it makes me wonder about the ticket holders for those games and all of that because – I mean, whether they win or lose, when you're seeing them, the one time we went to a Kraken game at Climate Pledge this year, um, it was amazing. And so I just, you know, with my little... It's my a little, really fun environment to be yeah, in. Yeah, my sympathetic heart for, if, for those people that, you know, their games got canceled or postponed, I should say, um, if they don't get made up or that kind of thing, like just, I just feel for the people that would, would miss it this year because it was such a cool experience. But I mean, safety is important and all of that, but hopefully um, a plan will come out for that soon. And when it shows up, you know, we'll, we'll let you know, you know, yeah, we'll we'll fill you in. So, all right. There is some news and it's, we, you know, this is more major league baseball news, but I always tie it to the Seattle Mariners because obviously they're they're our team here in Seattle. So there is some major league baseball updates on the MLB lockout that was shared from MLB insider, Jeff Passan. Okay. So the MLB met with player, the players association and made a proposal Oh, the reaction among players was not positive oh. and currently in question is when the MLB PA. So the players association will counter an offer. Mm-hmm. Um, MLB insider, John Heyman provided information for fans that quote, the MLB remains dead set against lowering free agency from six years to five. Okay. Part of the concern stems from the history of the big stars jumping from smaller markets to big markets when they hit free agency and belief this would hurt the competitive balance. Okay. So that's what, you know, John Heyman shared. So spring training at this point is now at risk of being impacted from the inability for there to be a deal between the MLB and the MLBPA. And we will continue to update you all as we learn more about what's going on with the talks. Now, I do want to give a little special thank you to Nate Alexander, who has been kind of our point person in giving us information that he's been learning, you know, from all these sources and insiders with the MLB. It's a lot to track. So, Nate, thank Thank you so much for helping, you know, with us on this portion of our segment. And, you know, Mariners baseball, Nate will be with us, you know, as a special guest in different segments throughout what, you know, when the, when the Mariners are playing playing. and yeah. um, So, so thank you, Nate. And what's going on with the Seawolves? Well, other than getting some awesome mail from (laughs) Rucky this week, which has made my whole day. I mean, there's a, I think there's a video of that was like the kindest. It was so sweet. Most thoughtful. Most exciting thing to open. Oh my gosh. I loved it. And seriously, such great fin writing. I can't even. Um, but yeah, I let's get into the Seawolves. I'm so excited about this. So um, 
scrum half Reed Watkins is joining the pod ready to hunt through 2024 with the sea sea wolves. Um, he's from Alberta, but having spent most of his time playing in British Columbia, it sounds like Watkins is glad to be staying in the PNW for this next step in his rugby career. And fun fact, because I'm all about those fun facts tonight, but fun fact, he was also a wrestler. So definitely should know how to take down his <laughs> opponents for mm -hmm. sure. Um, it was also announced that an original Seawolves player, Kellen Gordon, is returning this season. And sounds like fans are excited to see him back out on the pitch. Um, oh, and another important addition is that DJ Trunks will be the official match day DJ for all Seawolves home games at Starfire. And DJ Trunks is currently the DJ for the Kraken as well. So he may be familiar to some of our hockey yeah, fans. That's so cool. Yeah. And um, the Seawolves also just released um, what their new kit is going to look like for this year. So, you know, their jerseys and shorts and socks and stuff. And so you can see that on their website. They're doing pre-orders for that. Um, it's pretty cool. I like the little details they have in there. There's like the sound waves kind of in there and all of that. And I, I responded know. to their tweet that they sh when they shared their kit, and I was like, "You're sexy, and you know it." Oh, I love yeah. it! Nice, yeah. I'm I'm super excited. We're gonna go. We're gonna be there on, on the twenty second of January for their first exhibition match. Yeah. Super excited. Hope we can see many of you there. Rucky, Show up for your Sea Wolves, Rucky. I will be coming for you. We're coming for you, Rucky. <laughs> All right, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, they finished their season on a positive note, coming out with a yeah. win over the Arizona Cardinals, a 38 to 30. Yeah. It is officially their off season as they did not make the playoffs yeah. for only the second time in the past 10 years with Russell Wilson at the helm as their quarterback. Yeah. So there's a lot to discuss this off season oh. with how the Seahawks will decide to move forward and how they're going to get back to playoffs next season. Yeah. Um, a breakdown of the game against the Cardinals will come in the final Hawkeye analysis of the season. So stay tuned for that. Oh, man. I bet it's going to be good. It is. So let's move on to the Pacific Northwest Player of the Week. So this week we are going with uh, Rashad Penn. Rashad Penny, excuse me. And yes, for the second week in a row, because Rashad Penny was the ground player of the week. For the second week in a row, he had 190 rushing yards on 23 attempts, a touchdown, and averaged 8.3 yards per run. Penny has really shown his ability to be an RB1 in the final weeks of the season, having four out of five games with over 135 plus yards. And he is a free agent this offseason and has stated that Seattle is his home and that he hopes to be back. And I am really hoping he's back. Um, I love it. And there was that little, there was that video clip of him that was shared where it was like, he, he was like, he I'm was tired like, of being humble or I'm, it was, it yeah. was a, it was like a video after he got the touchdown and he was like, you know, he was so passionate. You on all the like doubted, like yeah. you doubted me. Like it was just like, he was just, you could feel that he was like so happy to be able to finally prove himself yes. and how much he can actually do now that he's not um, injured. So love that for him. Love it so much. So let's, Let's take it as let's get ready for the Hawkeye analysis. All right. Coming up next is the, the Hawkeye, Hawkeye analysis. analysis. <laughs> it is time for the final Hawkeye analysis of the 2021, 2022 season. Yeah. That's kind of sad though, for me. 
It is. And, you know, Kate and I talked about, like, what are we going to replace the Hawkeye analysis with? And Oh, wait. You know what? I have a really good idea. All right. Okay. So, you know how you play Madden all the time? So, like, you could give, like, a breakdown. No, that doesn't sound good of one of your Madden People wins. People would probably <laughs> hate listening to me. Like, I played one game a week and went through a whole season. And I'm going to break down each Madden game for you on the Hawkeye analysis. <laughs> okay, fine. It's not a great idea, but, you know. It's funny. I, I appreciate your uh, trying to be creative. Your creative thoughts. So, no, this is the final Hawkeye analysis of the season. And we're going to take time to break down the game against the Cardinals. Sure. And kind of look a little bit ahead to the 2022 offseason as we're going through this. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to start out with Russell Wilson. In the game against the Cardinals, he had 15 completions for 238 yards. Yes. Three touchdown passes Mm -hmm. and one rushing touchdown, which was really fun to watch because he was so – there was a video of him coming off the field just being so pumped up, giving Pete Carroll like the biggest high five with so much like – Gusto. Yes. Energy and just like – he was so in the moment. They were fired up. He was fired up. And it was so great to see – um, Russell Wilson just feeling feeling that good and that excited. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a couple things, you know, that were not the best way to start the games. He did lose a fumble to start the game that Chandler Jones forced, which isn't a surprise. Chandler Jones is like literally one of the best defensive and I think, linemen. I think that they said that um he has like, you know, sacked Russell Wilson like more than anybody else or something yeah. like that. Which so. isn't surprising too, because he's on the Cardinals, so yeah, it's a division rival, so true. Having that kind of, you know, stat isn't as yes. shocking. But Chandler Jones is gonna be a free agent this off season. Oh, hey, so let's. Defense. How about we go get him? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's bring him to our side, so he's not across from Russell Wilson trying to be, get him. That would be dope. Chandler Jones. I, if we got Chandler Jones, I'd be stoked. But he's gonna cost a pretty penny. Oh yeah. A pretty penny. A very pretty Let, penny. Let's talk about a pretty penny. Oh, hey. Oh, speaking of a penny, what we, about? We did just talk about Rashad Penny we and did. the incredible week he had. That 190 yards rushing, a touchdown. Amazing. You know, I I think that the Seahawks can bring him back. And I think that yeah. I think that they will. I think that he wants to come back. He stated that himself. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested to see kind of how his market goes because I think other teams will be interested, but he has a history of injuries. injuries this yeah. has been the first, you know, consistent streak mm-hmm. that he's been able to really show. And I'm telling you, I mean, he has shown out. Yes. And, uh, you know, kudos to the line for opening up the gaps for him to run through. But Penny has vision and he yeah. has speed. You get He gets out and open. He's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, good luck he's catching a, him. He, he seems like a hard guy to actually bring down to – Based on what we've yeah. seen, like if there's, I don't know if it's like his body type or the way he carries himself or whatever it is, but he, he seems looks like, like a hard a, guy to bring down. He looks like a stocky guy that has so much speed. It's like confusing to watch. Like he's yeah. not like stocky, like stocky, stocky, but he looks like he's, he's got bulk to him. He's yeah, not he's a small not like a, he's guy. He's not a skinny, like he's not a Tyler Lockett, guy, yeah. right? He's yeah. not a D Eskridge. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got some bulk to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's been so fun watching him at the it end of the been. season. And I'm really curious to see again how his market goes and what his market value is across the league. Yes. And what the Seahawks are competing with. Um, you know, Freddie Swain 
So yeah, Freddie Swain. Freddie Swain had a 25-yard catch for a touchdown. That was the one reception he got through this game against the yeah. Cardinals. That's a good reception to have, though, if you're going to get one. He was wide open. <laughs> wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did make the catch, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just going to say this. I do like Freddie Swain. I like his yeah. energy. I like his personality. I think he's been good for the team. But I also still feel like the Seahawks need to invest in a larger wide receiver three threat to yeah. pair with Lockett okay. and okay. Metcalf. And, you know, Pete Carroll restated his belief in D. Eskridge, who we selected in the second round of this year's draft. Yeah. And we didn't really get to see much of D Eskridge this year at all. He did have that concussion at the very beginning of the season and and game one. Yeah. I think it took seven or eight weeks for him to come back. Yeah. Which is really scary, you know, with Mm -hmm. concussions. And I'm glad the Seahawks were being diligent and and giving the time that he needed. He had to get like multiple different, you know, I think uh, doctors to kind of look at what's going on. Mm -hmm. But you know, and, and Pete Carroll believes that D.S. Gridge will make a huge jump from his, you know, rookie season to his sophomore season. Yeah. He believes in in his ability, but I still feel like the Seahawks need a larger known threat in that position. Okay. And, you know, it isn't high on the priority list compared to other needs that we have. Like, I don't think yeah. it's like a top need by any means, Not like an but there is a need. Like, sure. That's how I feel. I'll probably be eating my words next season and DS Gridge will go off and we'll have like a Tyreek Hill or something. I mean, him. hey, then let's then then we'll be happy about it. I that. would be happy about it. I'll own up to the things that I say on this podcast if I'm wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of incredible wide receivers, oh my gosh, Tyler Lockett, he goes off against the Cardinals. I swear that like his games against the Cardinals, he's always clutch five receptions two touchdowns 98 yards yeah and gosh i love i just love watching him play he's such a good person he has that like great like excitement energy about him too with with things like that when it goes like tyler lockett is sneaky like he gets in places that i think like defensive backs and cornerbacks are like how'd you get there that's what we've been saying this season and is just that he just ends up places or he can get through places that other people can't and you're just like how did that even happen but he's tyler lockett so that's how it happened exactly makes it through i really hope he gets the walter payton man of the year i'm pushing for it but he's he's down on that on that voting list so if you're listening go you know hashtag you know walter payton man of the year yeah you know get let's get tyler lockett that award he deserves it he's done so many great things for the community he's a really good person he's a great player and he's He's underrated. People can say, people say Tyler Lockett's underrated every year because he's underrated. Yeah, he doesn't get the credit he deserves, I think, nationally, like in terms of the full league. Across the league. Yeah. I, he doesn't. Yeah. At all. Mm-mm. Um, You know, Gerald Everett. Yeah. In Gerald this game, Everett. he's had an interesting season for me. I don't I don't know how to feel about, about Everett. He missed an easy touchdown grab in the end zone yeah. against Arizona this this last weekend. And I'm I'm just so torn. He had that one game where he really struggled. Yeah, that was a rough one for sure. And, you know, he missed this one in the end zone. But outside of those plays, he's been excellent on the run after catch. He's had some great He's things. had some clutch third down yeah. conversions. He's been a good a good dump off for Wilson once Wilson figured out how to actually throw underneath and oh get some yeah, first for, downs here for and real. there. And I think that 
the more that this offense really kind of gets into quote the Shane Waldron offense and yeah. gets to learn and know each other and have consistency there, mm-hmm. it might actually is this growing pains and forever it you know. It's been hard because in clutch moments too, like clutch on the third down, but when it comes to the end zone, he's he struggled. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, some are saying that the Seahawks should not re-sign him for next season because he we only signed him for a one-year deal, so he's a free agent. Mm. And to be honest, I don't have a strong opinion either way. Like, I'm not gonna be like super upset if they don't. Yeah. And I'm not gonna be super upset if they do. Okay. Um, but I would say maybe more so like, well, how much are they paying him for another deal? Like, is it team friendly? That's, and that's what yeah, I would that's prefer. a good that's a good point. Yeah. I know that Will Disley is also a free agent. I could see them wanting to bring him back on a team friendly deal. D- Disley, I think, is consistent. Um, but I don't think he's a big enough name across the league for other teams to want to pay him all that much. So mm. I think that could be a team friendly signing for sure. them to bring Disley back. Sure. But because they're both free agents right now, that leaves us with Colby Parkinson as the main tight end on the team. And, you know, I'm really excited about Colby Parkinson. I think that he would be a great um, tight end target for Russell Wilson. I think he has really good hands. He's six, seven. He mm. can go up for those jump balls. You can throw it up to him and, and I think he can come down and snag him. He did. Did he have a touchdown grab this other week? Or is almost a touchdown. It was like at the one yard line or something. But yeah. Um, yeah, I like Colby Parkinson a lot. That either way, they need more than one tight end. So they're either going to have to sign, you know, re-sign Disley or Everett, or they're gonna have to look outside or draft a tight sure. end. Sure. The offensive line. Yeah. It's interesting. It's been this the offensive line is it's, always a point to talk about. It's like different. Every week, I feel like, too, you know, yeah, where it's it's like you don't ever know what you're going to get. Like, which O-line do you have? You don't know. But Phil Haynes had an excellent end to the season. Okay. Potentially earning himself a spot or a place on this offensive line next season. Now, where would that be, though? Because he is a great guard. Sure. But we already have Damian Lewis, who yeah. is still on his rookie contract and mm-hmm. has been consistently good. He wasn't as good this season as he was last season, but they did move him from right guard to left guard. So he was in a new position. position. Sure. Regardless of how similar it sounds, you're still on a different side of it's, it's different. The muscle memory is all different. And, you know, then we have Gabe Jackson on the right side, which who we acquired um, this last off season and who's been known to be consistently good, which is why we, you know, went out and got him. Yeah. But I could see, you know, number one, maybe putting Damian Lewis back at right guard, putting Phil Haynes in at left guard, and seeing what you can get for J- Gabe Jackson in an offseason trade. But oh, interesting. Okay. The issue that I feel like I have right now is I feel like the linemen that we have, mm-hmm. I'm like so up and down on. Because yes. I do, this is not the offensive line that the Seahawks need to keep Russell Wilson no. clean. This has been a good run defense at the end of this year. I mean, a, a run offense. Sure. They've been opening up the gaps. They've yeah. been getting the blocks. Mm-hmm. But they are not a good pass protection offensive Doesn't. line. And that's honestly like 
with Russell Wilson, you need pass protection. He's too good of a quarterback to not have it. And so he's gonna take too long. The number to throw one the ball. priority this mm-hmm. offseason has to be getting Pro Bowl cali- caliber offensive linemen on the Seahawks yeah. line. Okay. I don't know what that looks like, who that is. I haven't looked yet at who the free agents are that are offensive linemen, but I'll tell you, solid, good offensive linemen are hard to come by. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of teams need good offensive linemen. Um, so yeah, I'll be doing, you know, I'll be looking into who's going to be available this off season through free agency and kind of doing a breakdown next week on that. That's kind of my plan. That's helpful. Um, but I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that here in a few minutes. Let's move on to the defense. Okay. Let's do it. So Quandre. Quandre, yeah. Quandre. This last weekend was really, really hard for me with mm-hmm. Quandre Diggs' injury. Kate saw me literally like shed tears over his injury, it and was, then it was pull hard. myself together, and then see some more news and shed some more tears, yeah. and then pull myself together. And this happened like three or four times, maybe where like, yeah, I cried some, I cried, got myself together, cried again, yeah. Um, Quandary Diggs suffered a broken fibula and a dislocated ankle in the fourth quarter of the game, which it it was heartbreaking because this is, they knew this was their last game of the season. They knew they weren't going to playoffs. It's the fourth quarter. And this Diggs was set, is set to be a free agent this off season. And he was going to get paid, whether it was from the Seahawks or another team going to get paid. Sure. He is a solid safety and a really great person to have in the locker room. Yeah. And I know that the Seahawks want him back. And it sounds like, you know, he's the good thing is that there wasn't any ligament, you know. Yeah. It sounded like the, the damage. surgery went well, too. The surgery went well. He'll be back. But it's still a process. And that, that emotionally, mentally, physically for a player mm. to have that bad of an injury Man, I just like I'm sitting here thinking I'm I'm seeing Quandre's face and just him on the cart and just like crying. Just, yeah. Well, and wasn't he set to play in the Pro Bowl too? Yeah. This year, he's a Pro Bowl, so he, you know, isn't going to be able to do that no. this year. And it just you could, yeah. His face was just it just said so much, and I'm glad they didn't show the replay. Like I'm like it was a bad it was a bad break. I'm glad they didn't. I mean, with that type of thing, you know, no need to like show that over and over again. So. Um, but we're glad that his surgery went well and we are hoping, you know, the rehab and everything goes great too, because yeah, I want to see him back. He's such a great member of the team. Yeah. He's just a good person. He he's solid. And, and, you know, Tyler Lockett asked for permission from Pete Carroll to stay in Arizona with Diggs Um, when the rest of the team flew home and Pete Carroll gave him that permission. So Tyler Lockett stayed with him as he, you know, had to stay overnight, get surgery and, yeah, that recovery process and Tyler Lockett just like I know for a fact if I was in that position that Diggs would have stayed back with me. Yeah, like they're not only teammates but they're best friends. And even before the Seahawks traded for Quandre Diggs, Tyler Lockett and him were really really close, like best friends. And yeah, um, it was really exciting for them when they learned that Diggs was coming to the Seahawks. Yeah, like Tyler Lockett was stoked. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, so, I can imagine. Um, all right, mm. so moving on from that news, Jordan Brooks had a 20-tackle game. So many. He A 20-tackle game, he just 
owned it there in the linebacker spot. Yeah. Bobby Wagner wasn't out there. Bobby Wagner was out this week. He's, uh, I believe it was a sprain or a strain yeah. with, his, with his knee. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he did miss two tackles, which everybody seems to highlight. <laughs> They're like, he missed those. 20. Like, right, exactly. I mean, geez. So he did miss a couple tackles that, you know, he could have, like should have been able 10%. to make. But Jordan Brooks went off this season. He's a stud. Mm -hmm. And he's been a great first round pick by the Seahawks. I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing him continue to just, he's going to get better. I have no doubt oh, that Jordan Brooks is going to get better. Of course. And so great linebacker to have that's young, that's, that's fast, that's smart on that field. Um, great job to great job to Jordan Brooks this yes. season. Yes. DJ Reed. Oh my gosh, let's talk about DJ Reed. So DJ Reed was picked up on the waiver wire last year by the Seahawks mm -hmm. because the 49ers were ridiculously dumb and yeah, like, let him go. They were hoping, I'll put this up. The 49ers were hoping that he would clear the waiver wire so they can put him on, you know, I don't know if it was injured reserve. At that time, he had a pec issue or some sort of tear he was recovering from. Sure. And the Seahawks picked him up. And yeah. he ended up coming back faster than the 49ers thought he would come back. Yeah. He's been great. So he's been incredible. He does start. Um, He's set to be a free agent this offseason. Okay. So the Seahawks need to re-sign him as well. He's a starting cornerback on that right side. He's a solid starting cornerback on the right side. We saw him a little bit on the left side in early this season. Yeah, I'm glad they moved he, him back. He's he needs to be on the, on the right. right side. Better on the right. So at the end of the season, he is the 13th ranked CB in the NFL. So cornerback. That's pretty good. With a minimum of 550 snaps. So that's how they kind of rate this. Okay. And he had a 75.2 grade with PFF. Now, I do want to put this out there. Earlier this week, I said PFF ranks are booty. Or grades <laughs> are booty. But So I take PFF grades with a grain of salt. Now, in the game against Arizona, that grade was 83.5. Yeah. So and then on his, his counterpart on the left side cornerback Sidney Jones graded 81.3 yeah in that game against Arizona wow and Jones is also set to be a free agent this offseason yeah but I have to give the Seahawks kudos because that was a huge question mark I mean I brought you know Marcus Trufant in for the very first episode yeah. of the season and we were talking about the Seattle defense and their issues at not yeah. knowing who their starting cornerbacks Corner, are yeah. and they like figured a, it out it seems like a, it's a great combo so. Now we here's another thing. I'm super high on Trey Brown. He he got injured midseason this That's year. That's true. That's true. He was he he earned that starting spot to me. And Sidney Jones just comes in, you know, and he he held his own. And so we do have Trey Brown on the wings. If we can't bring one of these players back, we yeah. I, I truly think we have a solid um, cornerback in Trey Brown. Now. We need depth, and it was proven this year. Oh my gosh! So between much. COVID and the injuries, that the depth that we had to dive into, more specifically on defense across mm -hmm. you know the positions, that there's a reason that depth is important and securing talent, especially young talent at low, you know, I say low cost, but when they're on their first four or five years of their contracts, why it's important to find talent there so that you can also gain solid veteran, you know, higher cost players yeah. to have on the team as starters and you have solid backups who can develop. But 
Mm-hmm. I was I was extremely impressed mm-hmm. by the cornerback play um, mm-hmm. later later on in the season. So with that being said, you heard me say free agents multiple times through this Hawkeye did. analysis. Yeah, you talked about it a lot. And there are so many Seahawks players who are set to be free agents um, this offseason. So next week, my plan is to take time to dive in and discuss with you all who those players are. Okay. Who we should keep. Who oh, we nice. should let walk and who we should target from other teams in free agency. Seems like a good idea. All right. And one more special thing here on special teams. Did you know that Michael Dixon did not make one punt in the entire game against Arizona? It was so weird to not see him out there. I mean, it was, I was confused. I mean, it was like, I like the guy, but I'm also I do have fine to say, that he didn't have to show up very much. Yes. That game. <laughs> now two of the, two of those offensive opportunities. Now one of them was, you know, a fumble, recovery for touchdowns so that first drive we didn't even get the opportunity to either score or punt because they recovered and got a touchdown yeah and then there is that interception so of course michael dixon didn't have to come out and punt on that drive if we hadn't have scored but yeah we didn't see michael dixon out there for a punt this week and the week before i think it was like one punt and then it was nine straight drives of a score So we miss you, Michael Dixon. We're sorry we couldn't see you at the end of the season, but we're not sorry in some capacity because that means good things are happening. Yeah, give that leg a break. You know what I mean? But not a literal break. No, no, like a rest. Give it a rest. (laughs) My gosh. Or it's like break a leg, like acting or something. I don't know. All right. Let's. (laughs) (laughs) That is the end of the final Hawkeye analysis of the season. Can you take us over to Kate's Corner? I sure can. So last week, uh, I don't even remember exactly how it came up, but something about, I started thinking about, oh, what Russell Wilson's Enneagram number would be. Yes. Right? It was so like a random Kate. Thought. It was like, which is pretty Not surprising with me. Um, so personality tests I've always found really interesting. And um, I like kind of just taking those, like taking those tests or you know, horoscopes and stuff. And, you know, I've learned not to do the clickbait weird ones that are going to like give your personal information to whoever, like, I don't do that kind of stuff, but I do like kind of doing some of these other things. And so, um, so I was trying to figure out like about, uh, how I would even come across how to determine Russell Wilson's Enneagram, because it is such a personal thing. If you don't know about the Enneagram, um, I would say if you're interested in personality tests and you, and you haven't heard about it or haven't done it, Definitely look it up. It's a pretty. Like if you Google it, it's a pretty interesting one. Um, I feel like it's pretty fairly accurate. How do you how uh, do you spell if somebody wants to Google enneagram? Oh, how good do you point. Spell so that? it's E N N E A G R A M. So enneagram. Enneagram. Yeah, but with an E instead of like an A. Yes. But and it's not a new Instagram, so don't worry. You don't have to learn another new social <laughs> media. But um, so I was just like doing some googling. And just to kind of get ideas. And I found this website and it was called a personality database. And it was really interesting because um, you could like look up different celebrities or famous people or, or whatever. And, um, and people can go in and kind of vote on what personality types um, that they think people have. And there were way more um, personality like, tests or labels or that kinds of things than I had any idea what some of that stuff was. I was like, I don't know what this is or what this is, but I'm just going to look at the things I do know. So, um, but people can go in and they can leave comments and so they can say like, I disagree with the majority vote about this and this is what I think instead or whatever. And 
It's like so a forum for like was, people to go was, back and forth on. I other mean, it was really interesting. I kind of got in like a rabbit hole. I was like, okay, yeah. I was like, it's time to go to bed. Yeah, I was like, like I've already brushed my teeth. I had and taken my makeup off. <laughs> I had gotten through like, I mean, I went to Pete Carroll, and then somehow I ended up at like Bill Belichick, and then I think Rob Gronkowski. Like, I kind of just. It was like, yes. you might also be interested in. And I was like, ooh, ooh, I ooh, am. Ooh. So, <laughs> which again is not surprising for me. Um, but anyway, so his, um, so Russell's, uh, there was debate about Russell's um, personality and his results and things like that, especially his Myers-Briggs results. People were not convinced. That's the one where it's like, are you an introvert or an extrovert? Or, you know, it's the four letters kind of thing. Um, mostly perceiving, judging, feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So, so mostly the overwhelming vote for was for, um, an ISTJ for him, which is an introvert sensei, um, thinking and judging. Um, and there were comments about how he might be more of like an ESFP, which is like an extrovert sensei feeling perception sort of thing or an ENFJ. But, um, but overall, his Enneagram result was much more consistent, I guess, with um, being a one wing two. And so um, without having the fancy technical actual labels for things, um, ones are people who are kind of type A who like to have things more like organized, laid out. They very much like to be in control of things and have like kind of um, structure. structure, yes. Um, and wing two are, or twos are people who are, um, helpers. They are, they are helpers all Kate's the way. I am a two. I'm actually a two wing one. So my helper side is stronger than my structure side though. Sometimes you wouldn't know it. Um, but, but so <laughs> if you're interested in our personality, are very, very similar. Um, but so I thought that was pretty interesting because I can kind of get that with him being the quarterback. He'd have to be kind of a leader and sort of like, you know, organized to charge and just how much they talk about how much like film he watches and all of that and how Quizzing he like his, makes the, yeah, makes the big, uh, the big type of his offense. Yeah. Quizzing them on things and ever, all that. I just love it. So, um, so while I was in there, um, I had to, I had to look up my other, my other first Seahawks love, right. Of Marshawn it was Lynch. Your first, yeah. And he said to be an ISFP for his Myers-Briggs, which is what I am. So um, I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah. It's like, look at that. But he's said to be, you know, uh, for Enneagram, like a nine wing eight. And a nine is like a peacemaker. They like to keep people happy and all that. Um, Do you know somebody else who's a nine? Yeah, you are a nine. I'm a nine, You are everybody. a nine. But we don't know what wing you are yet. You haven't been able to decide. So, um, and I can't really remember what eights are all that well. But um but that's okay. So I don't have to be the same Enneagram as him, but my Myers-Briggs is supposed to be the same. Although let's just say for full disclaimer on all of this, all of this kind of stuff about other people is just for fun because really only those individuals can actually decide and judge because what it's their a test. own so they're personality answer is. Each, yes. They would and answer so, each yeah. question like separately. Nobody can take the test for them. Absolutely. There's no possible way no. that other people can determine these things. Well, no. And I mean, I think, you know, rationally, we all understand that. But it is good to just say we're not trying to say we're this just, is you know, for fun. it's just all for fun. So, um, yeah, maybe we should look into, like, astrology next or something. I don't know. Like, who signs. Knows, who knows what Kate's Corner is going to be next? It's going to turn into some sort of, some sort of, I don't know, extra fun personality 
I don't know, exciting decoder. Deco- yeah, I'm now I'm just rambling. So anyway, thanks for stopping by Kate's <laughs> Corner. <laughs> Welcome to the mailbag segment. Kate didn't know she was going to intro this one. <laughs> she, I like looked at her and then she like looked at me like, oh no, like I missed my cue. Um, but no, I guess I'm still here. It's fine. An extra second of silence is no big deal. Um, anyway, mailbag segment where our listeners get to ask us questions and we get to answer them. So let's start off with a question from Life Love Rugby. And they say, rumors and wishes have swirled around MLR expansion to either Vancouver or Portland from the beginning. Which city would you be most excited to see the league expand to for a chance to travel for an away game to watch? All right. So, yeah, I'm assuming this is Vancouver, BC. I'm assuming it's British Columbia and not Washington. Because Vancouver, Washington is way too close to Portland for that to even be a question yeah, that and, would matter in terms and, of traveling to. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with so, you. So I'm actually, I do, I do enjoy going to Portland. Actually, I yeah, really Portland do. Portland is great. But I'm gonna say Vancouver, and the reason I'm saying this okay. is because I've never been to Canada. Oh, that's right. I've lived in Washington State my entire life, and I've never been to Canada. You haven't crossed that border, eh? I have not. Oh, but we've eaten snacks from there, and we have friends in Canada now. We do. So we have every reason to go up to Canada and it's, to visit them. It's true. Um. You know, I think for me, it would be fun to see the MLR go to either of those cities. I guess my concern about the international expansion would be just with how things have gone this year with COVID and some of those kinds of issues with traveling or um, different countries' health requirements. I know the NHL is kind of running into some of this right now with, um, with some of the hockey teams and, you know, quarantining and rules and all that kind of stuff. Um so I'm going to go with Portland for now because you're being very technical about the realities of life. Because I'm thinking a little bit more about that part of it. Plus with the league not being um, expansively huge yet um, in which, the States in just as a league yeah. yet, I think um, prior to it going international, maybe some more expansion in the States, but I don't think, I mean, it's not like I don't think that Vancouver should have a team or something like that would be pretty cool. Well, and I guess there's a difference too. And this is something, you know, we're all learning yeah. here. So, you know, <laughs> hashtag learning sports, the Seawolves rugby um, account, you know, they reached out to me because I had said, you know, I They're tagged so nice. MLR, but it's US MLR. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's uh, this. I must feel so stupid, but the difference between you know, obviously, you know, you know, United States, U.S. MLR. But did you know this is a fun fact that at MLR <laughs> is a UW professor that wouldn't give up that handle to <gasps> U.S. MLR. Oh, for real! And another reason why UW is not our favorite. Sorry, our UW fans. It's okay. I have a, I have a degree from there, but it's, I don't need to claim it. There we go. <laughs> so that's my answer is Vancouver. I really want to go up to Canada. Yeah. I really want to see friends from Canada. Yeah. But I think that would be fun to travel um, that way. But I yeah. do love Portland too. So we either could, either we one would be a fun destination. A, uh, Canada for like a Canucks game or something. <gasps> right? Oh, that's a that's, genius idea. Because they're they're in BC too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So ooh, I'm learning I think sports we're, for real. We have a plan. We'll All right. Something out. Thanks, Life Love Rugby. Um, moving on to a question from Rick Judd 21. Uh, he says, if you had to choose 
one animal species to take over the planet, what would you pick? I know which one you would not pick. Which one would I not pick? Spiders. Is that that's an that's an that's not an animal though. What are you talking about? It's an that's insect, not, isn't it? Insects are types of animals. Are they? Yes. Things that are alive. Are are spiders insects or are they they're arachnids. They're arachnids. Yeah, they're arachnids. So that's separate from an insect. Well, yeah, insects have um three body parts and six legs. My wife is so smart. <laughs> I even um, did uh, entomology in college. I, <laughs> Took what? Why are you laughing at me? You're like it's not an animal. I love you. So- <laughs> I love you so much. People don't get to hear stuff like this, and it makes me happy when it shows up because oh, it God. is just so freaking cute. Okay. Anyways, um, okay. If I had to choose one animal species to take over the planet, yeah, dog. Okay. Okay. Because they're like they're like man's best friend. So if you're gonna take over what man and woman? woman just people and people. Just humans. They're people's best friend. There you go. And gender inclusive. Yeah. They're people's best friend. Okay. And why not? See, and I'm envisioning animals taking over the planet from this question. And I know this isn't like a Tim from Huel up question, but somehow in my brain. It became Rick, that Rick Judd uh, comes up some with good stuff too. Good ones too. So some good stuff. But I'm I'm somehow envisioning it being like an actual like takeover of the world versus just like being a whole bunch of them in the world. And so then I'm like, okay, what could I like? Kate's a very technical person, everybody. I, like, if you haven't noticed, what could I like, deal with? You know. And so I don't know. I was gonna go with like butterflies, but they have to start off as caterpillars first, which is also kind of weird. But when they go into like their you know, transformation stage. Then it okay. Would be like First kind of, okay. of all, I just need to say this. I'm not a moth fan and butterflies are very close to what moths do, which is they don't have dusty wings. Though. Okay. But here's the thing. So I was at the Seattle science center one time Did and I don't know the butterfly house. Yeah. How'd that go? Not it doesn't well. look well. <laughs> your face. Oh my gosh. Your face. <laughs> not well. So I think that that's, are you a little scarred? Maybe yeah, you're scarred. I'm scarred that. because of an incident that happened in college with some moths and me being stuck on my top bunk bed and my roommate. There's a moth infestation at in Pullman my freshman year of college. And wow. I swear to God, there was moths everywhere. And if you left your window open in the freaking dead of summer because it's so hot, you would have like, I don't know how many moths flying around your dorm room at the one time well, I but mean, my you roommate were inviting them in nope. by leaving the window i was so open. i was so mad screen my they did not have screens on those old rickety <laughs> windows at community hall okay they're and not, they're not selling it real well my roommate <laughs> yeah they've done some renovations there's some nice things happening at wsu it's totally <laughs> fine um but my roommate threw she caught a moth yeah and I'm sitting on my top bunk. You can't escape the top bunk very easily. And I'm like, the ceiling's like three inches from my head. She like released it up there at me. And I was like writing in my journal. And I remember just like taking my journal and like whacking it. Oh, no. But I I didn't talk to... I'm not somebody that holds grudges. I don't like no, conflict. No, you don't get mad very easily. I did not talk to her for three days. Well, yeah. It's just... I came back from like... class one day. And on our whiteboard on the outside of our dorm, it was written like, Please, like, please forgive me. I will never throw a moth at you again. <laughs> like, just talk to me. So she's also telling the public that she did a terrible thing. She's like a public apology. We were also in, like, the end of a hallway where there's only, like, two other doors. And those girls in those two other dorm rooms next to us were, like, 
in sororities, so they were never they home, were never there. So it was like our own little end of the hall. Wow, that I mean, I feel like that's a story I didn't know about you. So that's kind of a fun addition. Um, I'm sorry if my idea about the butterflies was maybe traumatizing, but I feel like it. Maybe that's of, why it's a good answer for maybe this one. <laughs> that's why it's good. Who knows? Again, puppies or dogs is much better. I guess that could work. It's like a cute, adorable takeover. Well, thanks, Rick Judd. So moving on to A underscore Stuart 51. Uh, question says, what is more exciting? Mariners looking like they can finally end the drought or to have or to finally have hockey in Seattle? Let's start with that one. There's I'm going to go with the Mariners looking like they can finally end the drought because it's been like so long. 20, 20 years. years yeah. 20 plus years. Yeah. Since they've been to playoffs. And it's a long time. You know what? Like the Mariners deserve hype from this city, and and not to say that the Kraken don't. I'm really excited to have the Kraken here. Yes, it's for sure. been super exciting to dive into the sport of hockey and to get to know it. But the Mariners have been here, and there's so many good memories from my childhood with the teams yeah. that existed mm-hmm. for the Mariners. You know, when I was young, that it's it's seeing this last season unfold with this 91 season and and really mm-hmm. pushing at the very end to try to get into that wild card spot yeah. was one of the most exciting things to watch for the, for the Mariners. I, and so many I years, you. I think too, there's something to be said for supporting the teams you have already to giving them that like long, that long-term support, the longevity of it all. And I think having the crack in here is super cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I might have, I might have to agree with you on this one about the Mariners. Cause it just, it seems so well-deserved and it seems like the heart of the city, you know, just kind of really pulling for it too. So I'll go with you on that one. And there was a second question and it's, is a hot dog a sandwich? And for the record, uh, Tim and Puyallup or Tim from Puyallup commented on this and said that it was a taco. So, <laughs> but is a I'm hot not dog surprised. a sandwich? I'm going to have to say that a hot dog is not a sandwich. I don't think it is either. I think a sandwich requires... Two, two pieces, slices of bread. Two pieces of bread. Yeah. On either side of. And a bun is just one piece of bread that's like folded. Yeah. So I don't think it's a sandwich. It's not a sandwich. No. It's a hot dog. It's a different type of culinary uh, dish. And Tim, it's not a taco. It's not a taco. It's not a taco, a Tim. taco involves. <laughs> taco Tim. Taco Tim. It involves a, like a tortilla or something. Oh, so Okay. Tim has a new nickname. Taco Tim. Tim from Piala. Taco Tim. Especially on Tuesdays. Then he can be Taco Tuesday Tim. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. The triple T. All right. Anyway. Wow. Kraken Fancast reached out and said, which Seattle Kraken player should be traded and what player should be untouchable? So. All right. This, I mean, this yeah. is a great question because this is not the first time we've been asked that no, one, yeah. which is hard to know sometimes, right? But. We did answer this question last week in last week's podcast, episode we did. 16, True. a lot more in depth, but it, just to kind of cover and wanted to make sure we touch base on your question. Yeah. Um, you know, a quick version of last week's answer is that one player I believe that's untouchable is uh, Jordan Eberly. Yeah, I would think I, yep, I still agree. I really like Jordan Eberly a lot. Untouchable for me. Yeah. Brandon Tanov as well. 
Um, yeah. he's he to me, he's the heart and soul of the Kraken. Like he's the face of the Kraken at this point, in my yes. opinion. Um, big eyes. Even I'm so sad he got the injury that he did in this inaugural inaugural season because mm-hmm. I think that he really made a difference in terms of the energy level on the ice. Yeah. He there's a reason Great his nickname is Turbo. Turbo. Yep. So that's an untouchable a player who should be traded away, honestly, our defense just struggles. So I don't know that I'm like too attached to any of our de- defensive players at this point, but they need to make some moves to make it better. And, yeah. you know, how much of this is to blame on the defense, the defensive play, and how much of it is to blame on goaltending and how much of it is to blame on coaching. Yeah. And, you know, the goaltending, they've been switching up here and there and, and all that. And it's just, there's some different, there's some different ideas out there, but. I agree. I think the defense, we could use some support. Definitely some tune into episode 16 in our mailbag segment to hear a little bit more in depth on the, the answer to that question. But that's kind of a quick reduced version. That is. And as usual, we are wrapping it up with Tim from Puyallup. And he says... The triple T. The triple T. Taco t- <laughs> Tim Taco, Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday, Tim. Uh, I love it so much. So he says... Let me get ready. You are awakened by a knock at your door. It is your local wizard. He tells you you're about to suffer partial but permanent amnesia. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. You can either A, forget every movie and show you've ever seen, or B, forget every song and piece of music you have ever heard. So initially, I know what I'm picking. Initially, I thought that this was going to be a more difficult question to answer. But then I realized that there is nothing better than watching a movie for the first time and really Mm. loving it. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and decide that I'm just going to forget about every movie and show I've ever seen Mm -hmm. and get to enjoy them all over again like I've never seen it before. Hey, I mean, and for some of those, it might be good that you got to forget a couple, you know? Unless you have to watch it again and experience it for the first I, time all over again. And then you're wondering what the hell you're watching. You're like, well, I just lost another two hours of my life, apparently. <laughs> but you won't remember. <laughs> but you won't know you lost them the first time. Well, I think um, my answer is the same as yours, but for different reasons. I think for me, I have a lot of memory and feeling attached to music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I would gladly... Uh, have to rewatch all of the movies and shows, even though there's so many that I love. Um, yeah. I would gladly rewatch them so that I could hold on to my memories that are attached to um, songs and, and music. So, I mean, it's a good question this week. I mm-hmm. really do like this question, but it was not as difficult as I might have thought. And I love the way you opened up that question with it's your local wizard. It's your local wizard. I mean, I, who doesn't have You're a local a wizard? wizard? Harry. <laughs> Thank you for your question, Triple T. And thank you to everybody else for questions this week. As always, though, you can submit mailbag questions every week. So we love hearing from you. Yes. And this leads us to our closing podcast remarks for episode 17. And, you know, we just want to thank you all for listening and hope that you tune in next week. This has been a great episode with a lot of content. So thanks for hanging with us. Yes. Kate, where can they find us on social media? You can find us um, on, let's see, let's, there's Twitter, there's Instagram, there's TikTok, there's Facebook. Um, we're on all of those. And um, I'm running the Instagram. <laughs> Not always great, but getting there. Uh, Michaela's running the TikTok. She's mostly pretty much running the Twitter and Facebook. We kind of figure out here and there. But, you know, 
TikTok has been having some fun, like behind the scenes. There's more TikToks in that the, are going to show more of our personal lives. In so. the life of Kate and Michaela yes. from Pacific Northwest Showdown. So that's there. Twitter's going to get you a lot more of the, you know, as the week goes on, like news and things that are happening in the week. Um, Very more real time. Gets shared there. And then Instagram. Yeah, we, we, I, I come up with some stuff sometimes. <laughs> I'm trying to work on a better plan You can plan find us that, by searching at yeah. Pacific PNW Showdown, so yes. Pacific Northwest Showdown. And we have a website, too. We you know, do. Which you can get to from our social media accounts as well. Yeah, that's, that's uh, um, pnwshowdownpodcast.com. Yeah. Yeah. I, think I should right. know that a little better. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. So, so now that you have listened to episode 17... I just want to remind you all to take care of your heart and mind above all else. Stay tuned till the end. Until next time. <laughs>